0: One thing I have seen and believe and have read is that uh, you tend to hire culture. Yeah, Um, yeah. And so you have certainly uh, recruited folks, built a team uh, that I could entrust partnerships to. If
1: you're a tech leader looking to learn today's best practices for leading high-functioning teams, you're in the right spot. In each episode, we learn from today's top tech leaders as they share their successes, their failures, and their lessons learned along the way. I'm Debbie Madden and this is the Scaling Tech Podcast, your blueprint for scaling tech teams. Let's dive in. Hey everyone. Today I am so excited to be chatting with Ian Latinsky. Hey Ian, how you doing?
0: Hey, doing well.
1: Great. Um, so we are going to be talking about a, a subject that is near to dear, near and dear to my heart, which is how to be a good partner when you buy from a vendor. And I love I love that we're talking about this topic, and I love that you're talking about this topic because Stride is on the other side of that equation, and so I'm fascinated what you have to share with all of the the CTOs and the chief product officers and the heads of tech teams that are listening right now. Um, so before we jump in, a little bit about Ian for those that don't know him. So he is the VP of Product Engineering and Design. So you're very busy. <laughs> Um, and Imagine Learning Classroom, which is a SaaS product that really focuses on powering K-12 core curriculum products on many subjects, math, ELA, science, and the like, uh, originally came through um, an acquisition, right? So you started as VP of Engineering back 10 years ago at LearnZillion, that became Imagine Learning Classroom, and then you helped over six years grow it to reach a third of the nation's teachers. That's that's out that's awesome that's so cool um so um i'm a big a big supporter of of ed tech and things that can help our kids learn as a mother of two in high school and i've seen them you know succeed and struggle and and all the ways that tech can help so um really love what you guys are doing over there um and so now as we're talking about you know how to be a good partner let's just back up and say okay one of one of the jobs to be done as an engineering product and design leader is determining how to achieve your goals. Right. And sometimes that's through your in-house team. Sometimes that's buying licenses. Sometimes that's buying a team, right? Like a, a software engineering team or a design team. And so once you decide to buy, go outside to a third party, um, you can you can treat that partnership really. You have a lot of latitude in how you treat that partnership, and I've seen it all. Um, and so I'm really excited to dig into to your thinking on how to be a good partner because I do believe being a good partner leads to better outcomes for you, right? And so I think it's a kind of virtuous cycle. You're not doing it self selflessly, right? Um, and so so the first thing I want to talk about is rather than you know. You know, I want this now, which I'm not saying that people do, but just to to create a point, how do you really kind of focus versus us versus them changing that mindset to being like a true partner um, to help them help you sort of thing? Let's start there.
0: Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, I think a large part of it starts with uh, understanding the people on the other end of the Zoom call or uh, the, the conference room table and understanding how do they see themselves um, what value do they believe that they bring to the world? What value do we bring to the world? How do our individual and mutual goals uh, meet in the middle, uh, just to um, to further both groups, and uh, at the end serve the people uh, who are going to be using our products? Mm. Um, and so whether it's a, um, it could be a service provider who's uh, providing uh, engineering or design services to. Uh, a SaaS product or a platform as a service product that you're consuming, uh, just it starts with really understanding each other, and uh, the more you can understand each other, the more you can find areas for mutual alignment. Right? You can say, "Oh yeah, like we know where you're headed, we know where we're headed, um, we know what we're aiming for, what you're aiming for. Let's uh, look for win-win uh, opportunities, um, you know, in this relationship."
1: Now, how do you? How do you go about that tactically? Have you seen it work best when you understand um, the core values of the company you're working with? The, what motivates the individuals? Do you actually have like a kickoff meeting? Like what are what are like yeah. one or two of the things that you've seen kind of really sure. get to that outcome yeah. you just described?
0: Yeah, I'd say that, uh, my posture is similar to that of an interview uh, okay. and the way I approach uh, interviews is more asking questions to learn about what others self-disclose and not just coming with an agenda of here's exactly, here's what we need. And you need, you have this timeline, these resources to do it. You know, can you do it? Yes or no. Good. Let's sign contracts. It's, Hey, tell us where you're headed. What have you done before? Uh, Here's what we need. Do you think you can uh, help with this? How would you see yourself help uh, helping with this? Um, And uh, learning more about uh, just their DNA uh, as a company, you know, in this case, and understanding how they see themselves, what they think their strengths are, um, and looking to have them just just reveal more about what they're what they're after. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, looking for ways to leverage that in a way that you know they're excited about uh, working together rather than just racking up. Uh, you know, time tracking and selling right, you know, right, a right. bill, or or selling you a product that ultimately you're going to grow out of, uh, you know, too quickly because it's not aligned with the mission or vision of their company uh, or where their products headed.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've I've I agree, and I've seen that work really well. And I think paired with that, um, I've also seen this idea of uh, aligning around how do you ask questions right so okay so this is this is you know we we start off the relationship with an interview style to seeking to understand like you said and then and then stuff happens right uh they get stuck someone gets stuck or the product is you know um something's delayed or you know there's a there's a change you know best laid plans sort of thing and so how do you um really kind of extend that to kind of okay week one the year one so that like when something breaks down how do you do you proactively kind of align and okay here's how we want to communicate for for you know the good the bad and the ugly right so yeah. it's like yeah. cause some 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 people are like I just want to hear from you once a week and some people are like I just want to know exactly when you get have a question I don't care if it's you know five o'clock kind on of a Friday sort of thing so <laughs> Yeah. yeah, what do you think about that that piece of it? Because I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, um, the way we typically handle this, if it's the services side, is being close to the work and the people, mm-hmm. um, just like you would a new employee. Where over time, maybe there's a tighter cadence, but then as progress is made, as yeah. trust is built, as as the team is reaching a certain level of performance, there's less. You know less check-in less time necessary because you are working well together you are performing as a as a group Right? you think of the um uh just the model of uh group dynamics in terms of forming storming mm-hmm. norming uh performing once you get to that norming performing stage you kind of back off mm-hmm. uh, you know those interactions this frequency of those interactions uh because you can just trust that you know, this is going to work well in our in our system um and that at first there's there's also a lot more, uh, opportunity to even be uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. and humble as the customer, uh, mm-hmm. to, to not be punitive when there's mistakes or judgmental, but Hey, tell us about some of the context here that got us to this place. How can we, uh, adjust, how can we work together to get you unstuck on this or get you what you need, um, to make, um, make your work, you know, better, easier, faster, um, and on the for a product uh, provider or a SaaS provider, um, it uh, it's more about you know, using the product according to what its current offering is. Really reading the uh, the documentation, the help guides, uh, leveraging support the way you're supposed to leverage support, rather than just immediately going to your account manager <laughs> and trying to be a good player uh, as a customer. Um, in those early uh, months in particular to to, uh, to really start to build that trust that okay this this customer can self-serve uh, as, mm. as as much as we would expect um, and asks the right questions at the right time um to, uh, to get that started and sure as as we as we're consuming a new service there is a little bit of a thread running in the back of our minds around how how responsive are they if we run into something that, doesn't really meet an expectation we may have in terms of uh, availability of functionality or nuance of something or, or a bug. Um, again, not expecting, you know, we need quick turnaround and in 24 hours this needs to be resolved or else, uh, but more just giving them space to be themselves and, mm-hmm. and demonstrate um, their maturity, demonstrate their responsiveness, which I think helps tune your expectations towards what you can expect, uh, in the long haul.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's really important. And, and you talk, you touched on two things that I want to dig into. We talked about, um, communication, right. And we're talking about those communication loops. And adjacent to that is, you know, how do you as the customer get good at providing feedback? Right. So it's not a, not only about the cadence, but in the, and you touched on this a little bit, but I want to ask you a little bit more to, to dive into that a little bit more. Like, how do you, is it is it about the, not only the timing, but the specificity of it, the who you talk to? Um, do you kind of, um, you know, wait, okay, let me wait and observe and listen for 60 days as the customer, right? Like, how do you, how do you approach giving feedback, whether it's a SaaS provider or services provider? Um, yeah. What's your best practice there that you can share with us? Sure.
0: So we try to um, project a bit what we would think folks would expect of us if we were the ones providing Mm. uh, the service Um, and uh, would look at things like, are the people responding to our questions or inquiries informed about their own product or service? Uh, Do they understand... um, the the questions we're asking, the technical nature, especially if it's you know in this realm of of engineering or, or mm-hmm. tools, um, and uh, or do they redirect us to the right folks at the right time? If it's mm-hmm. you know if they're a tier one uh, support rep, you know are they escalating this to to someone uh, in a few business days um, to just reassure us that this is something they're paying attention to and they know where to, uh, you know, where to route this.
1: And it's, it's, so I just had like, um, like a, a traumatic flashback. So my, one of my, one of my first jobs out of college, I worked for a customer, uh, support team for a SaaS product. And first day on the job, someone calls me up and I had no idea what they were talking about. Cause They just started. And I was like, Ooh, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to escalate this? Am I supposed to solve it? <laughs> And so I think, I think there's a lot of that, right. Getting, getting good at providing feedback. And then really what I heard you say was kind of listening and looking for like, how is it then, how does the workflow within their organization, right. To kind of help, yeah. help get that, get you to the right place. Um, again, it's going to benefit you and it's going to ben- benefit them. And I think, I think, you know, a lot. Um, I I recently was, was talking to, um, Diana Larson and we had this amazing conversation. She just wrote a book called lead without blame. And, um, this, this relates. So it's okay. What, how is this system set up so that when there is feedback, it's not that, okay, this is you, we are blaming you. This is your fault, but rather, okay, let's understand the system so that we can understand where, like how to navigate the system.
0: Yes. Yes. I think it takes a lot of empathy to understand the context in which these humans are working in. And a lot of times it's uh, not the individual, but the system. And yeah. uh, was, was even just reading uh, a few days ago uh, about, I think it's called the theory of constraints, where if you hyper-focus on any one particular part of an overall system, you can accidentally optimize that piece, but create a problem for the bigger system. Yeah. And in many companies especially as they get larger you have entire groups who are focused on very small 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 scoped problems in a in a company uh, and it is possible that that as those adults spend days months and years <laughs> trying to tune a part of their company it, it can make things difficult you know for customers and so having a lot of empathy that hey this person's trying to act within a system uh, that may The cars may be stacked against them in some ways. So how do we build a a trust relationship with this person? How do we advocate for them uh, if we ever are talking with their management or um, they're involving others? uh, And you have that empathy for what they may be going through and helping them think creatively about how to navigate even their own company in ways that are productive. Uh, Some examples that come to my mind are just asking questions like, hey, is there... You know is there maybe a higher level person we can talk to to uh, hey i know there's other people at the company would it be helpful if if the two of us got into a conversation with them to um sometimes just asking them tell me a little bit about the internals of your system your company system and, and how you function uh one story i remember was a particular vendor lacked an integration that we wanted. We, we used a product, we wanted their product to use it as well so that we could transmit data through it. And I just said, you know, it, it seems like this is something your company should be prioritizing. It's not. How, do, how can I help raise awareness for this? And they said, well, you know, we get a lot of, uh, we, we place a lot of emphasis on an online forum that we have and customers asking for functionality. So I said, "Okay, so would you be okay with me framing the problem and the request in the forum and then and then doing a ground game and getting other mutual, you know, other customers of yours to ask for this?" I said, "No, no problem at all." And um, have done this twice now where post the problem, post the proposed solution, the request, and then new other companies that were using this vendor and just said, "Hey, we're guessing you want this too. Can you go to this forum and upvote this thing?" Um, And sure enough, it netted results in both of those cases, you know, playing this uh, grassroots uh, game. Um, But it wasn't just a game. It was legitimate. Right. Right. Each of the people who were upvoting legitimately wanted this. They just didn't know how to impact the system.
1: You're not saying, oh, pretend you want this thing. You're saying this is how we can collectively raise the visibility of this thing that we all know we are already all want. Yeah, Right. exactly. And I think, you know. I think that's, that's genius. Um, and so, yeah, that, that gets into, um, you know, you're talking about like, how do, how do work within this system and outside the system, you know, whatever the system may be creatively to really make sure like you, you know, advocate in the best way possible and the most visible visible way possible to get the things you want and you need onto the roadmaps of the, of of the companies that you're working with, and listen, it might not. We're not saying it's going to work perfectly every time, but if there's something that you need and you know others need it, and there's a way, you know, um, to collectively elevate the need, then I think that's genius. Um, and so, is there any other like what else have you seen anything else work uh, as well yeah. as that to get to get stuff onto roadmaps?
0: Yeah, there was another one that I've I've used a few times successfully, which is. To just offer to pay, to have something done, yeah. pay more. Um, uh, in one situation, uh, we were using a uh, prior company was using an open source project. Uh, we needed geographic, uh, geographic related functionality added, yeah. and one of my engineers just said, "Hey, why don't we offer to pay the uh, maintainer of this open source project to get this work done?" He does consulting, let's just, let's do a deal. And we did, uh, paid for that. Um, There are others that are not, you know, they're proprietary, they are proprietary um, platforms or systems where I said, hey, you know, we're, this is so strategically important for us and we would like it to be in your sphere of responsibility um, and maintenance. Uh, We're willing to pay for this as a one-time project, Mm -hmm. you know, cost. And it's gone one of two ways. Either vendors have said, yeah, sure, we'll take X number of dollars to make this happen. Uh, To others saying, well, you know, when we actually got talking about it, we really have been wanting to do this uh, as well. Um, And to hear a customer say, like, we're willing to put money into this uh, to get the solution. It just, it communicated how important this is uh, for for you as a customer and other customers. And so we're just going to, you know, we don't have to pay for it. We're just going to elevate this in our uh, list of priorities. And-
1: right. Right. And I, th- I think like the theme through this whole conversation is 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 you know really going back to being that true partner, saying okay, these are these are you know some ideas that I have. I'm in some cases willing to pay. I'm some cases willing to elevate the external visibility, and then further um, in other cases, I don't necessarily have. A perfect idea. What do you think? Like, how you know? Is it sometimes it might be if I wait six months I'll get it. Sometimes it might be there's an adjacent solution that no one's thought of. Right? I mean, there's lots of solutions, but the 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 key takeaway that I'm hearing is, you know, if you're thinking about this as a instead of just kind of beating that drum, I need this, I need this, I need this. I don't care about what you need. I I just care about my needs, which you know usually ends poorly. You know, if, if if you're saying I'm willing to, you know, um, kind of put skin in the game, like I'm willing to pay for this and it might, you know, it may or may not turn out as we plan. It just kind of shows you're, you're, you know, ready to have a conversation that could be one of the, it could be a different conversation. So I love that. Now, like, here's the, here's the flip side of that, right? So um, is, is there any, is there any negative side to this? Like, if you're like, all oh, right, you know okay, Ian, you know, your vendor's your like, when we work with Ian, he's a partner. Um, therefore, we can you know, he's a pushover or something, right? Is it like, does it negatively impact uh, negotiations or negatively impact, you know, if they, maybe they don't think you're going to walk away because you're a good partner, right? Does it ever come back to or, bite you? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. Um, I think, I think uh, really what the answer is, hinges on is how do you view this partner? And are you looking at it from an accounting perspective or an economic perspective where maybe you're worried about the dollars and cents? Sure. I could say, yeah, telling a vendor you're willing to pay for something rather than just expect it for free could end up costing you money that you otherwise wouldn't want to or wouldn't need to, uh, to spend. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about it economically, which is you know, opportunity costs and opportunities gained. Um, I have not seen uh this fail. Me or the teams I've worked with uh just having this uh uh this posture of um working together. Uh, just I haven't seen it work that that way negatively. Now if you're in if you're if the stage of your product and your company is in cost-cutting mode, right? Where you're just we got to eke out every cent out of this uh, product. then I don't know if all how much all of this would apply in that sense. I'm sure you could uh, still be very um, positive and empathetic and and collaborative with partners in maintaining something. Um, but in terms of getting things you need that don't exist uh, yet, uh, especially from these SaaS or PaaS providers, it'd be difficult. You know, I think it would be difficult to, to justify saying, "Yeah, let's you know." we're not going to, this isn't going to come back to bite us if we're in this, uh, this, you know, cost, cost savings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And I, I, I hear you. Um, and, and so my, my last curiosity, my last question to you is these tactics, these strategic approaches, the, this, the kind of lens of, of approaching, you know, partnerships with external vendors, these behaviors that you um, like put into your own playbook, do you encourage your team to also implement these things? Like, like if we w- talk to the team, right? Um, whether it be product engineering, design, like, do they have this ethos embedded in them as well? Do you think?
0: Um, yeah, I, I think one one thing I have seen and believe and have read is that uh, you tend to hire culture. Yeah, um, yeah, and so have certainly, uh, recruited folks, built a team, uh, that I could entrust partnerships to, and know they're going to be all of these things, uh, mm-hmm. to, to these, uh, these vendors in a way that's going to be net positive. Yeah. Um, and also have just, yeah, been really transparent with what I'm feeling about different relationships we have and being, uh, a coach on the side or an advisor, if they have primary responsibility for that vendor, and in some cases having to go uh, to bat for the vendor in talking with employees who have had overly negative or mm. uh, pessimistic uh, or judgmental views of the vendors to say, you know, hey, um, totally understand the challenges. This is an opportunity for us to work on this together with them, um, while at the same time valuing that input from the employee, the concerns, considerations, right. et cetera. And to be honest, sometimes the the road ends, right? Or the um yeah. you get to the end of the road with a with a vendor, a product, a service, a service provider, and you just say, you know what? Yeah, taking all the, the data in, uh, we need to start figuring out an exit strategy here. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know, had to navigate one of those, you know, three or four years ago um, and it, it happens. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I've been on the services side of things almost 20 years and it happens. <laughs> so, I'll tell you for sure. Um, awesome. So listen, I, I feel like you and I could talk forever. Um, and I really appreciate, I know you're busy. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. I, I really feel like a lot of technology leaders, um, whether it is, uh, SAS, platform or services, product company, um, really can get some good learnings out of what we talked about today. So, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure. And, Likewise. Uh, thank yeah, you. Have a great day. To touch take All Right, Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you've enjoyed today's episode, remember to subscribe, give it five stars, and more importantly, share it with someone that you think will benefit from listening. And remember, as always, think about the one to two key takeaways that you can apply today to help you and your team achieve your goals. Until then, keep iterating.